Excellent. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Um, I was excited and nervous and also very challenged when asked to bring this message earlier this year. Pastor Adrian and the eldership have, through prayerful consideration, put together a bunch of topics um, pointing towards discipleship, uh, discipling and making disciples. <clears throat> and even though there have been multiple messages on prayer last year, at the end of last year, as part of this process, I've been asked to lead this service on children of prayer. So I'm not going to give you anything earth-shattering this morning or anything particularly new. Nonetheless, I feel, I honestly feel, that this message could be life-changing for every single person here if we just allow it to. So why did I feel so challenged this morning, uh, on this message, sorry, earlier this year? Perhaps because I look at my own life and I notice that although I pray a lot on the run, I pray in the car, at the Christian school in which I work, I pray with my children before bed, and when friends and family are sick or in challenging situations, I often pray for them, and we sing prayers, don't we, before our meals. But I know for a fact that there are many, many people already here that pray uh, and lead a much more disciplined prayer life than I do. So I'm definitely not an expert in the area of prayer, and to be honest, I've been much more disciplined in the distant past than I have been of the last couple of years. So why was I excited? And actually, literally, shaking with nervous anticipation when I started typing this message a few weeks ago, and I think it's because I'm challenged. Um, challenged to come back to a place of putting God first, of praying and setting habits that will better position me and my family in the spiritual realm. So when the preaching roster came out in January, I started setting some small but achievable and maintainable prayer challenges. One was to repeat what I've done in the distant past. I printed a small list of the students in my class and I taped them to the inside of the shower, well, outside of the shower screen so I could see them inside. And I pray for five of those students each morning. Now, I used to do this every year, years ago, but I'd stopped. I hadn't got around to it for a while. The other challenge that I set myself was to research prayer in achievable steps. I've listened to plans like podcasts on the Bible app and read scriptures on prayer in short bursts. I've talked with wise friends when they've come over and relatives and I've even borrowed an old devotional. And the last was to grow more bold in something that I already occasionally do. I decided to pray with people who were struggling with illness or challenging situations on the spot when they mentioned it, rather than promising that I would pray later from home. And since then, I've had so many opportunities to pray for people. People in the foyer, colleagues at work, students in the playgrounds, both at Calvin, where I teach in Southern here on the way to my church job, a friend in the shopping centre, and some friends and relatives over the phone. And none of these challenges that I set were too big or challenging that I would fail before sharing this message. And I deliberately kept it that way. I wanted it to be achievable. I wanted to succeed. So today I plan to have a very practical service. And I hopefully I'll engage all ages. I hope to reignite in some of you a passion of past habits. In others here, I really want to encourage you to try something new but achievable, small, 
maintainable and make it a habit. And for those who are already way ahead of me, I want to encourage you to keep praying as you are, to keep encouraging others to pray and teaching them how to pray, to know that your prayers do make a huge difference in what goes on behind the scenes. But first, kids, you guys are beautiful. Kids, Archie, Elijah, Zeke and Jonah, Arlo, can you guys come up here and sit on the couches and turn around and face the screen? Because I want to start with you. I want to tell you actually a story. And to be honest, it's not a story for you. It's a story for the adults. <laughs> but I find it easier to tell stories to kids than adults. Is that all right? So make sure you can see me. <coughs> it's a true story. Your prayers, kids, are powerful. Your prayers are powerful. And us adults can learn something from you. I'm a teacher, as most of you know. And in one of my first years of teaching, I was at school camp, and we had three groups at this camp. Uh, and, and three rotational activities, so every group could do something at a different time. Does that make sense? Now, one of my uh, friends, Wesley Hawain, and he used to come to kids' church here years and years ago, he came to be a lifeguard for one day so that the kids could go in groups and play on the water. You know, go kayaking like you and Archie have done, Elijah. Okay, and, and paddle around in a boat and go swimming on a dam. But he could only come for how many days? One day. And the sun was out in the morning, which was unusual because the forecast was really, really bad. And the first two groups got out on the water and they had an absolute blast. They had so much fun out there. And they were telling the third group how much fun they had. But when the last group came, guess what happened? The weather caved in, which means it started raining and pouring, just like it was forecast. In fact, there was dark clouds as far as I could see. I could not see any blue sky anymore. It was totally dark, and it was raining, and I quickly told the kids, grab your stuff, grab your towels, we're going to run inside, and we're going to do something else fun. But they didn't believe me. <laughs> they really wanted to get on the water. And then one of my students, dear little Michaela, she asked me if we could pray that the rain would stop. My heart sank. But anyway, I couldn't say no, so we stood in a circle under the barbecue shield, holding hands. And each person, each child took it in turns to pray with their eyes closed around the circle. And I was holding hands and I was praying too, yeah? Except my prayer was, Lord, please tell me how to explain why some prayers don't get answered the way we think they would. Help me to know how to explain to these poor kids that that's what I was praying in my head. But by the time everyone prayed, we opened our eyes incredibly. Honestly, there was a circle of clear sky just above our campsite. The rain stopped for just long enough for these kids to get on the water and get into the activity and have a fun time. And then as soon as we pull, started pulling the boats back in, it started spitting again and then raining as we ran back to the cabin. It was amazing. Just like Jesus calmed the storm, this girl's prayer was answered to something that I didn't think maybe God really cared that much about. Kids. Your prayers are powerful. They're amazing. And I've got other stories too. One about the snow. One about a resurrected frog. I've got lots of different stories that have been answered prayers by kids. I've also had some amazing adult prayers answered. But there's something particularly powerful about when children pray. And perhaps that's a little bit about what Jesus was saying. When he was hinting that adults need to become like children in order to see the kingdom of heaven. So why do we pray? 
God knows what we want anyway, doesn't he? Well, I think the reason we pray, kids and adults, is because Jesus did. I read it or heard it said that Jesus went from prayer place to prayer place and happened to do some miracles and, and, and teach some stories along the way. And when I look at scripture after that, I thought I'd look it up. And you know what? There's scripture after scripture after scripture about how Jesus woke up really early in the morning. He stayed up all night. He prayed at the late hours of the night. Jesus prayed all the time. And I want to be like Jesus. So I want to pray too. It is so true. Now, kids, I've got a bit of a competition. And I'm going to ask someone to help because there's some prizes, okay? Okay? So pay attention. Pay attention. I'm going to put some other Bible heroes up on the screen. And I'd like you to guess who they are. Hey, Alma's on holidays. You're right. Alma's on holidays in the caravan. Let's have a look. Who's this? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone guess? Who is it? No, it's not Jesus. Good guess. Moses. Excellent. Elijah, you can come over to... Um, I'm going to get Henry to come up, actually. Henry's going to... Um, um, where is he? He said he would. He's going to let you choose a prize from the box. And you can't answer the next ones, okay? Well done, Elijah. Next one. Okay. Are you guys going to try to get a prize? See if you can work out who this person is. You ready? It's not Jonah. Good guess, though. All right, let's have a look. Who is it? Not Daniel, good guess. David. David, who became King David. Give him a round of applause. Come over to Henry and choose a prize. That's fantastic. Don't guess the next one, Zeke. Okay, who's this one going to be? Who's this one going to be? Have a good look. Who is it? No, it's not Moses. Someone who called fire down from heaven. Who is it? No, it's not Jesus. He's over there. This guy's over there. Quick. Who is it? Yep. It's Elijah. Yes, that's Elijah. See? That's my boy. But he's also dressed up as Elijah from the Bible. He prayed all the time and he called fire down from heaven. Okay, well, God answered his prayer and that's why the fire came down. Who's this one? Yes? Daniel, well done, Archie. Is that what you were going to say? You were not. Okay, go, both of you. Go get a prize. Okay, see if you can get the next one. Next one. Who's this? Oh, three people. Three people. Yeah? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you know what? They were saved from the fiery furnace. Well done. Go get a prize. Okay, one more, one more. Oh, no, two more. Who's these two people? Tell me one of their names. I'll tell you what they're in the New Testament. Anyone? Any adults want to help out with this one? Paul and Silas, Tanta Danza, you can go get a prize. Okay, it's Paul, and they got freed from prison. Last one, everyone can call this one out. If you can call this one out, you all get a prize. Yes, 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 Jesus, excellent. All the kids, you can get a prize. Quickly go get a prize, and then come back and sit down. <coughs> Excuse me. No, no, if you haven't. <coughs> oh, well done. Everyone, did you guess that, Arlo? Who's this person? Go get a prize. You got it. Go get a prize. Go on. Go get a prize, Michael. Yep, you can get one. These guys, in fact, every Bible hero without exception, made daily habits of prayer. They prayed every day. So I want to pray. And today, we're going to use a three-finger, a five-finger, sorry, I've got five. Phew. Five-finger prayer habit, which is very kid-friendly, but it's for the adults to remind us of some different types of prayer that we should do. It works with Elijah at night, so if you are a parent or a grandparent, maybe you can remember to do these things with your kids. But if you're an adult that doesn't have kids, just remember that there are different ways to pray. Now, there's plenty of other ways I could do it, but I've chosen the five-finger prayer strategy today because it's visual. It covers many important aspects of the prayer mentioned in the Bible. And everyone here has a hand, so it'll hopefully help us.
So come along with me. Adults, please engage in these activities. Do them. Because the kids are watching, not just the people immediately close to them, but they're also watching the other tables to see what people are doing. So adults, please do it. The parents, you might have noticed this morning, we run off our feet. We're finding it hard with lots of kids running around. So if, when the kids are back at tables, you see an, a parent who's got two or three kids around them, please come and join them. Move tables. Help them. That's why we're doing this together. We, we don't just want the kids' grandparents doing it either. We love it if you can call some kids over and say, hey, sit with me. Elijah loves Henry. Henry might go and say, hey, Elijah, come sit with me. Let's do it together. I've tried to make sure nothing's too uncomfortable today, but I would love you to join in. The thumb, everyone, hold up your thumb. Give me a thumbs up. Okay? The thumb reminds me to praise God, and it reminds Elijah at night to praise God, <coughs> to tell God how awesome he is, how incredible he is. The Lord's Prayer starts with our Father in heaven, hallowed or holy is your name. And there are many, many scriptures which encourage us to praise God, for He is amazing. So as I pray, play a song in a minute, I'm going to ask the families to go back and find a table that's not too messy, it doesn't matter if it's another one, where you've got some tablecloths on them, right? Kids, kids, on, just stay here for a second, just for a second. I'm going to ask the kids to hand out some pencil cases to all the adults and kids and everyone in the church so that everyone's got some pencil cases, right? And we're going to draw on the tables. Is that cool? We're going to draw on the tablecloth some things that show us or remind us about how awesome God is. I'll give it to you in a sec, Archie. How amazing he is. Now, now you, you don't have to do real art masterpieces. I'm asking for, for just doodles, just scribbles, maybe something like this. And just maybe you think the trees bring glory to God. Maybe you think the rain outside today brings glory to God. Maybe you think, oh, waves. Or maybe it's a specific person. Can anyone recognize this person who's not here today, but he does come to this? It's Fred. When I see Fred, I remember how glorious God is because of his servant heart. I don't say that lightly. Maybe it's music. Maybe music's special for you to do some music notes. But we're going to draw on the tablecloth while Liz plays a song through the system and remember how amazing God is. Okay, things that make us remember that God is awesome. So kids, can you pass some pencil cases out? There's some adults over there. Mick, can you pass some? Elijah, pass them out so that everyone's got some pencils. I know this is different. If you see some kids, encourage them to do it. Because when I see a massive mountain, I sit in awe and think, wow, God, you created that. That's phenomenal. So when you get a pencil case, or if you can see some kids, Archie's already drawing something, please draw some things that help us realize how awesome God is. God keep drawing if you like it please listen as well that was amazing I've seen some amazing things I saw a mountain covered in snow I've seen sunrises the cross that Jesus died upon shows how majestic he really is I've seen some trees I saw some butterflies over here beautiful when you look at a butterfly it's just amazing it just shows that God is incredible I've seen a picture of Evie it's awesome you're a treasure you're created in God's image you light people's lives up I've seen a rainbow. I saw a sea of creatures over here with Leo. That was fantastic. And I saw that Manny drew himself self-portraits. The pointer finger, my pointer finger, 
reminds us to give thanks, which is different than just remembering how amazing God is. Ephesians 5 verse 20 says to give thanks for everything. Give thanks always. So at our tables with those people that we're sitting around, I'm going to ask you to talk about things that you're grateful for. Things that you can thank God for. And as you talk about them, thank them. And maybe someone could make a list at each table. We'll see how big a list we can get. In fact, um, I quickly looked at, on the internet and there was someone who one morning woke up and wrote a hundred things that they were thankful for. Very quickly. So I'm going to ask you now, with the adults, kids, everyone, just to talk about things that you're grateful for and make a list for the next little bit. Lord, I know it's a bit of a rush. I'm sorry to um, keep swapping back and forth. I know we're doing things fairly quickly this morning, but hands up if your table came up with five things that they were thankful for or more. Hands up, you came up with 10 things. Wow. Just like that in that shorter time. Hands up, you came up with 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Wow, these tables here, well done. There are so many things we can be grateful for and thankful to God for. So the first thumb reminds me to give God praise because he's awesome. My pointer finger reminds me to thank God for things. And I sit in bed with Elijah sometimes and we go through this. The tall finger Okay, the finger that stands highest reminds me to pray for others. There are so many scriptures on the importance of praying for others and with others. Bear one another's burdens. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Where two or three are gathered, I will be there. Even the Lord's prayer is plural. I, I was surprised when I, when I heard that and looked at it again. Our Father, give us today our daily bread forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us it's a plural prayer that's been prayed aloud for two millennia yes it's true jesus said before he shared this prayer don't pray on the streets like corners like hypocrites don't um you know go find a quiet place to pray that, I, I don't argue with that but i don't believe he meant stop praying corporately i believe jesus said don't do this Oh, dear celestial being, creator of man's initial respiratory system, I beseech thee at this early hour, and I call upon thy phenomenally affectionate disposition. Unto you I solemnly request. Jesus said, don't do that. <laughs> don't pray big words. Make it simple. Make it real. But he didn't mean don't pray together, because there are so many other scriptures that say we should. I had a friend recently say that she doesn't pray out loud. And I asked her if she wanted to pray with her future children when they're upset or worried at night. And she said, well, my mum did. Yes, I do want to do that. So I suggested to her, how about you pray out loud in the car when there's no one else around? It will feel weird initially, but you'll get used to it. It's not weird, I promise. How about you pray when you're walking by yourself out loud, just practicing small, achievable, maintainable steps? Hopefully building up to praying with your husband in the future or a close friend or simple short prayers, maybe ones that you've pre-prepared. Guys, here today, if you're not an out loud prayer, I'm not going to ask you to do anything uncomfortable today. But just think about that. Now, we're not here to make anyone feel uncomfortable, but we do want to pray for those that need prayer. So in a minute, I'm going to ask those who would need prayer. In a minute, I'm going to ask those who would like prayer or know someone who would like prayer, 
In a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you're happy to share with the people what your prayer request is, it really helps. But if you're not, that's okay. Just say, please pray. And if you're already comfortable praying out loud, I'm going to ask you to go around those people, and and sensibly and cautiously, because the people may feel a little uncomfortable, I'm going to ask you to pray out loud for them. And if you're not, if if that's uncomfortable, if that's too new for you, that's fine too. I'm just going to ask you to stand next to them and pray in your head. I'm not here to make anyone feel uncomfortable today, even though we're doing some things that are different. But I am here to talk about prayer and what the Bible says about prayer. So please, if you would like someone to pray for you or for someone close to you, I'd like you to stand up now. And could everyone else gather around those that would like prayer? Is there anyone here that would like prayer today? Stand up, Keith. Stand up. Now, kids, remember, children, your prayers are powerful. We've got two people here who would like some people to gather around them and pray. Is there anyone else? I'm going to stand in the gap for two of my friends for their situation. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm going to ask some people to pray for me. Well, not me, my friends. So can some people gather around those that need to pray? And we're just going to pray quietly now. Zeke, some, some people stand around Zeke, please. Okay, we'll pray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those that have done that. And I just want to, I know we're moving through things fairly fast. I'm sorry about that. But um, I'm going to encourage people to write a list, put in your car, on your dashboard maybe, or on your shower screen, or set yourself reminders in your phone to pray for people. Because there's plenty of people here that stood up, there's plenty of people that didn't, and there's plenty of prayers that we all know of people that would appreciate your prayers, and Jesus says to do it. Okay, I'm going to try to talk through two more things I know. Different. The ring finger, my ring finger doesn't stand on its own very easily. Um, it reminds us to ask forgiveness and to forgive others. I was going to do something to you, but I'm going to, I'm going to skip over that, but I'm going to explain it. I've got some bits of paper here. And I, you can do this with kids or as adults. On one side it says, I ask forgiveness for, and on the other side it says, people I forgive my plan was and thank you to D Richards who bought the bins but I was going to get you to fill them out now because God says so many things on forgiveness both are extremely important straight after the Lord's prayer Jesus said if you forgive others I will forgive you and as Adrian McKenna said last Sunday Easter Sunday this is a private thing between you and God done in a secret place So the children might need some help, obviously. So at home, when you do that, maybe you could do that with your kids. It's hard. I do it with Elijah. He doesn't want to do it. Sorry, EJ. It's hard, isn't it? When we get to the finger and say, let's forgive people or ask for forgiveness. Is that natural? Is that easy? Not initially. But I tell you what, is it freeing after you've done it? Do you feel free once you've forgiven people? Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. If I can find it on my notes. Because in 1 John 1 verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is true for me. I've had it many a times where I've had to forgive people when I've found it hard and then afterwards found relief 
And it's true for Elijah, it's true for the kids. So we're going to not do that today, but I'm going to ask you, maybe stick this in your pocket to remind you to do it, and we'll do it another time. The last finger, the smallest finger, is ask. Kids, do you know what? We can ask God for things. Not just for our daily bread, but for wisdom or help not to be worried or anxious. For ideas or things we need or even things we want. I believe God wants us to come boldly to Him. And it says in Hebrews 4. And I think God wants us to come to Him like a child comes to me. <laughs> it's funny, my kids. They choose the parent they think are going to say yes. Has anyone else got kids like that? Yeah. Why did you ask? I said that to you yesterday. Didn't I like it? Why did you ask me? He goes, oh, because you'll say yes. For a lolly, wasn't that right? Adults, I encourage you to encourage kids grandkids to ask for things i'm not going to do that now just for the sake of time but there are so many scriptures in the bible that say ask and it will be given unto you now you guys have been amazing it's been a bit of a different service i thank you especially for those that have done some things that you wouldn't normally do but there is something i really want to do before i finish andy kirk often is asked how much should someone read the Bible? He's, he's the kids pastor for, that does kids are us. Uh, sorry, does kids shaper and that. And he says to people, I don't know, more. <laughs> and if you ask me how much should I pray, I'd have the same response for you today. I don't know, more. This is encouraging and challenging. I hope today that you're encouraged to do something more in your prayer life. Adults, I'm talking to you. Kids, I'm talking to you too. Not to set yourself a challenge that is unachievable or unattainable or that you can only maintain for a short while. Please don't do that. Set you something, something more, and it's going to be different for everyone here, but it can be small. Do you know if you pray one more minute every day than you're doing today, if you make that a daily habit and you just pray one minute, 60 seconds more, in two months, you'll have prayed an extra hour. In a year, you'll have prayed an extra six hours. Not hard maths, that wasn't. <laughs> in a decade, you'll have prayed 60 hours if you do one more minute every day. I'm not asking for much. In fact, I remember when I was a youth here at this church, my youth pastor, Pete Holloway, challenged us all to read one chapter of the Bible every night, and I thought, no. I can't do that. I wasn't a reader. I didn't like reading and I was a very social student. And I went to bed way too late. But I did do something quietly without telling anyone. I decided I'll read three verses a night. That's all. That was my challenge. I had to read at least three. It's all I knew I could actually maintain. I knew if I said a, a, a chapter a night, there'd be nights where I won't go to bed at one o'clock and I wouldn't read anything. But I knew I could make it. So I read three verses a night and I stuck to it. I did it. And some nights I read them as quick as I could at one o'clock in the morning before I went to bed. And at other nights I read the three verses. It's like as though they jumped out of the Bible. I kept reading and I read multiple chapters and they, God spoke to me through it because I had a habit that I maintained. My challenge to you, everyone here, Archie, Hunter Danza, maybe Finian. <laughs> 
is to set yourself a small step this week, something that you will achieve, something that you will maintain, and it'll be different for everyone. But I encourage you to do something. Something to do with prayer, Elijah. Something small that's different, something that might you might have done in the past. Do something. It might be that you engage your grandkids in a quick prayer every time they come and visit. It might be that you sing a prayer at the dinner table. Elijah could teach you some if you don't do that already. Maybe you'll practice praying out loud by yourself when no one's around. Eventually, hopefully, praying with a trusted spouse or friend. Maybe you will put a list on the shower screen or the car dash or reminders in your phone to pray for certain people or things. Micah asked me what the list was. Yeah, here you are. He asked me, what's that list on the shower? What's that on the shower screen? Didn't say list, that bit of paper. And I was able to tell him, hey, Micah, I'm praying for people. Oh, okay. Visually good. This is a picture of my nephew's wardrobe. Five or six years ago when the raw room came out, he saw his mum going to the spare room and praying and writing prayers down and sticking them on the wall. He did the same thing. And I'm glad you can't read them, but I zoomed in. I've read some of those prayers. They're still there. He's in grade 10. Some of those prayers have been answered. He watches what his mum does and he does it. We watch what our grandparents do and we do it. So please make it visual. That's great. Maybe you'll attend a pre-service prayer meeting led by the Schlenk at 9.45 every Sunday. This was quite a few weeks ago. Last week it was much, much bigger. Just come and join us. Maybe you'll make a habit of praying at the dining table or with kids before they go to sleep if you've got kids or before you get in the car for travel. Let's make a simple habit. Deliberately pray with people when they ask if they share a need. Maybe that's what you'll do. I'm not asking you to do anything crazy or big, but I would love it if everyone here did something. Commit to pray for leadership once a week. I can tell you we need it. I can tell you the church leadership need it. I can tell you the state leadership definitely need it. I can tell you the nation's leadership need that prayer. Maybe that's your commitment. Okay, I'm going to pray for two minutes every Thursday night for leadership of God will move. Maybe you're just going to thank God before you put your feet on the floor when you get up in the morning. Maybe that's a challenge. I'm not trying to ask you to do anything big. I'm not going to ask you to do the same as everyone else. But I'm going to ask the kids in a minute to pass out a card and you put it in your pocket or your handbag or on your dash or somewhere else and let's do something. I did something when I got this question. I did three things. They were simple. They weren't big. But I've maintained them until now and I'll keep maintaining them. Please, if you're parents and grandparents, do it in front of kids. If you're kids, you can do it too. So who, who, which kids could pass one of these to everyone as I finish in prayer? Could, can you pass some out, Elijah? Start at that end, Elijah, because they were getting mixed, mixed out before. Archie, can you pass some of these out to everyone? You will too? Good, thanks, Mickey. Oh, as long as someone does that end, who's going to do that end? Oh, come on. Archie. them that's okay anyone else do you want to pass some out no that's good that helps people that's right pass them out please everyone i do encourage you to do something not just to say it and if you don't have a card i've got some more it's just a reminder on the back for the parents if you want to do these five things or or if it just reminds adults that there are different ways to pray 
they're all important for you to do that too. Have you got some? You want to pass them out? There's not many left, but I'm sure you can pass them out. You can pass them on yourselves as well. Archie's got lots of you. Are you going to pass them out? Oh, you don't want to? How about you pass them out? Good on you. Thank you. I'm going to pray while those go out. So, please pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you are phenomenal. You are righteous and holy and incredible. Thank you so much for making it possible for us to talk with you, God. So easily, anywhere, anytime. Thank you. Forgive us for forgetting the importance of prayer. Thank you. Help us to do it more and to keep it up. Help us to make habits for ourselves and our children and our grandchildren that are achievable and maintainable. Help us to realize the incredible power we have for your glory in coming to you through prayer. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.